When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S dot com. Hello and welcome back to the U Up podcast. I'm Jordana Abraham. And I am Jared Freed. It is so good to be back here virtually with you, Jordana. How are you? What's going on? How's the new apartment? Always a pleasure. Um, the new apartment itself is great um very big got mm. nice views a lot of natural light the neighborhood right. is like eh, it's fine now i i mean i used to i lived in harlem for a while i have a place up there and there were parts of the neighborhood i loved and then there was parts that i was like a little different than what i'm used to and like right. ordering takeout and stuff like it was hard to find kind of good takeout up there is it that? Are you? But I was always like, I'm I'm down to travel. Like I was always okay with that. Are you kind of right. coming to terms with the idea that you're gonna travel elsewhere for when you go out, or is it the takeout? Yeah. Is it what? What's the right? Um, yeah, the takeout stuff. I've like kind of we figured we're figuring that out. I um, there, I agree with you. There's places that I'm like, oh, I could kind of hang out here, but they're maybe like 15 minute walk from where I am, mm-hmm. or there's a sense of like. Yeah, there's a sense of like, I don't know if I'm getting like a whole crew here. Like I'll probably <laughs> be traveling elsewhere for stuff. But like there's less going on in this very moment. But I think that there will be a lot more stuff happening. So well, it's fine. People, it's, a very conven- it's a much more convenient place to live for me than the last place that I lived con- in Williamsburg. Convenience is king. And for those that might not, you know, uh, haven't been here for a couple of weeks, Jordana's now in Long Island City. And I would say... New York, when people are like, New York is back. Or when someone asks me about New York, I go, yeah, New York is back weather dependent. So like on a nice weather day, I'm sure that neighborhood is great and bright and fun. And when it's raining, you're like, what the fuck am I doing here? Because that's kind of what New York is right now. Totally. When it's nice out, it's like the energy just totally shifts. I walked like by the water the other day. There's like guys just like shirtless lying like tanning and lying out like that gives you like a oh like things are happening the neighborhood is vibrant and then like when it's raining it's like why do i live in this like dumpster area like you know <laughs> well, what i mean that's a new york thing this is why people hate new yorkers first of all they call it the city and expect you to just know that's the one city you're talking about and then it's also like people talk about new york in a douchey way but it's actually true like when you say the energy of the city the energy does change when the weather's nice like it's 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 one of those things it's tough to explain but it's just true right 
That's why February, March in the city is like the worst time because it looks like it actually I feel like looks it's very, very similar to Gotham City in Batman. Yeah, yeah the grayness. Like, yeah. Yeah. Where you're like every like I'm, you know, everyone's working constantly. It's cold. It's gross. And like the energy is like everyone's just like sitting inside and working. It's like a shitty. It's not like a fun place to be at all. Sure. But now it's like, uh, you know, now we're in that weird phase where one day is like 48 degrees and the next day is 72. Absolutely. So <laughs> I, I, I mean, the other thing is we've been living in the land of positivity here. And I think you can feel that people are ready to party this summer. Like, oh, yeah, you feel it in New York. I'm right now in Boca at my parents place, but I'll be back in New York this week. And you can see I think it's all cities, not just ones that were closed down a lot, but like all of them. Everyone's kind of gearing up for a um, a sexy summer, so to speak. I think I think totally. it's <laughs> feeling like a sexy summer. No, it's true. I have never had more. I've had I have so many like things on my social calendar that I'm starting to feel like. I'm very excited and like I'm like this feels like a very stark change to yeah. two months ago when I was literally like doing fucking puzzles in my apartment <laughs> like a 82 yeah. year old woman yeah that's my that's my biggest uh, that's my thing that annoys me someone said to me they're like we're gonna beat the pandemic I was like we did puzzles and baked and people were eating um you know fruit with with coconut water and ice and calling it nature's cereal i think we lost i think we right. lost the, i think the pandemic beat us the fuck up but we're gonna come back and get up and dust ourselves off i think we'll be okay i agree but yeah. you've got some shows coming up right like you i got shows. Are out back out there it's happening things are happening and i'm out more than most so like that's why i can feel that the you know the city's people are really getting geared up but like first of all i've seen a lot of people at new york city shows Thank you. That's so cool that you guys come out. If you're around New York City, all the clubs are opening and they're doing it as safe as they can. So, you know, the Comedy Cellar, The Stand, New York Comedy Club, Gotham Comedy Club, Eastville in Brooklyn, Stand Up New York on the Upper West Side. I'm at all those places. So I love seeing you guys out there. But I'm also coming to Atlanta, Georgia. Atlanta, Georgia, Albany, New York. Uh, get your tickets. Jaredfree.com, Jaredfree.com, Atlanta, Georgia, Albany, New York. Uh, I'm very excited to do those shows. And I'm, I got a whole, like I did shows in last weekend in New York. I was like, oh shit, I'm working this stuff out. Like in a way that I couldn't before. So I'm, I'm excited about the new material and all that stuff. Right. I feel like for you, that was something you really missed in this whole like pandemic scene is just being able to like go out, try stuff out. Like that was kind of taken away from you. So I'm glad half, you're getting that back. Half my life. I mean, like, and like the, uh, just kind of like, you know, like the, this is the, 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 the douchier way to say it, but like the workflow changed. Like, <laughs> you know, like how do, how does it go from stupid idea to performance bit on stage? So I had to kind of switch it up. And now I, I feel like I got like, you know, I have this gift. I'm I'm trying to not take it for granted. Like I'm writing more. I'm trying to like do more. Um, I'm on. I'm doing more TikToks. You know, like I'm all over the place. So, uh, what's going on at Betches? Um, Betches, we've got some new merch out that you've seen. You're you're wearing our Betches T-shirt. I know you I love it. Like it looks great on you. Do you know when it's embarrassing that your laundry schedule f matches up with seeing someone 
Like oh, when you like time. wear the same thing? Yeah. yeah. I feel like I'm wearing this shirt every... I got to get another one because I love this t-shirt. It's it's soft and it's comfy and it fits me right. If you have a short torsoed, wide-shouldered boyfriend, he'll like this t-shirt from Betches. Yeah, and get yours. Shopbetches.com. Um, and we've got our Red Flag or Deal Breaker card game up there. So you can check that out too. Lots of good stuff. Should we um just get into should we just jump right into this episode? I, absolutely. I want to ask if you notice something that's going on in New York and I think like I think this is going to be a part of people's dating lives, something to get positive and excited about. I was in New York Saturday and I walked from like show to show because I had the Saturday time. night. Saturday night, but the shows because of the curfew, it was like I had like a five o'clock spot, then like a seven o'clock spot. So it was like a nice walk in between. Cur- Curfew's midnight, midnight now. They just changed and it. Look they just that. changed it. Like yeah. Again, the land of positivity. We're, we're heading towards regular and normal and fun. So on my way, I saw all these dudes carrying 12 packs. Like it was like it was the running of the 12 yeah. packs, like the running of the bros. Like, and it felt like the house party, apartment party scene is on fire right now. Totally. I think that that's very, very accurate. I think people are vaccinated. Their friends are vaccinated. Mm-hmm. They're, and like, they're, I feel like the va- I feel like people in friend groups get vaccinated at the same time. Yeah, Cause yeah, they're yeah, like, right. yeah, you know, this is what we're doing this week. Um, so I feel like those people are all like communally looking to like hang out together or like hang out sure. with outer circle people. So I do feel like it's back. I feel like that's that's a good a good uh, way to tell. Well, be also because the bars because of these curfews. So like people are just like, I don't want to get kicked out of a bar. I don't want to be told put on a mask, you know, take off the, you know, make sure you sit there. And I think people are like more relaxed at a house party. Where right. they can hang out. But I would say to people, now's the time people are looking for those things. So if you're out there being like, I don't want to be on the apps. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to do a date. What an opportunity. People are looking to come to apartments with a group of dudes and, you know, chicks and 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 like bring the 12 pack, bring the white claws, you know? Totally. I think that's like an interesting, I wonder, like from the trend that you're talking about, because Maybe some people are like, okay, I will go to like a indoor gathering with my friends or people, friends of my friends, but I, I'm not quite yet ready to go to a bar with strangers. And I, yeah. I don't know their vaccination status <laughs> or their whatever. So I wonder if the like intimate underground party will be like a thing that's here to stay more well, so than like a larger bar or event or like that kind of thing. Somebody could hear that and be like, well, that's dumb. Well, we just did a year of fucked up rationalizations where <laughs> whatever I say means I'm right. So it it, it would mean I, I it, it makes sense that people would be like, I want to be around close friends. I also, you know, I think like, you know, a lot of people lost jobs. They want to save money. They don't want to go out to a bar and spend a crazy a- yeah. amount of dough. Everyone's come more in touch with like the amount they've been spending over the last 12 months. And it's less than usual. So I think right now we need to like, like, like to me, that's the king of meeting someone. Like right. at a house yeah. party, someone that's been approved by a friend, you know, you get the number, you got Tinder in real life. 
Totally. I feel like it replicates that like college experience of like you're meeting people who are like like minded, who are like you, who are friends of friends, who like you kind of bet for like normalcy. And yes. I do think there's a sense of like, yeah, we're ready to get out there. We're ready to like be come out of like quarantine. But we're also like not like just jumping into like a sweaty club. Like Absolutely. we want to like ease back in with these like smaller social gatherings. You know well what I mean? I saw that Sammy had a birthday party. She had a uh, a themed birthday party. Yes, it was um it was like what was the theme? It was like vaccinated. It was the yeah. theme essentially. So yeah, roaring thirties or twenties. So the roaring twenties. I that's what it was. I saw it I saw it yeah. online. I wasn't invited, but I, I did I did watch the whole thing. <laughs> um, so I would say to people Spring, I'll make, I like to make pronouncements on this show. Spring is the season of the themed house party. Yeah, we're back in college. I love it. Let's bring it back. It is the themed house party season. All vaccination themes. You could do um, flapper, flapper roaring 20s. You could do, you know, a mustache bash. Everyone grows mustaches. I don't know. Something fun. I think it's a way because right now, like, everyone's, like, really worried. I think there's, like, a big concern of, like, am I bad at being social? And it's, like, what 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 a house party does where people are there that, like, friends of friends, the, the built-in, your lines are built in. Oh, how do you know so-and-so? It's, like, an easier... Right. Again, like you're saying, like people aren't ready to go back to the bars to meet strangers, but they are ready to meet someone where the conversation is somewhat built in so that we don't have to remember what it's like to talk to strangers. Totally agree. I think it'll be very interesting to see how that plays out this summer. You guys know I'm a huge fan of Skims, and with warmer weather coming up, I recently tried out one of their t-shirts. Skims makes the best basics and foundations, so it's no surprise that it's the best-fitting tee I've ever worn. Finding the perfect t-shirt can be such a challenge, whether it's the fit or the quality, but with Skims, they make the most flattering shirts for everyone. Honestly, I love pretty much everything Skims makes, but I really love their t-shirts. They're like form-fitting, and they make my body just look that much smoother. I have the soft, smoothing, seamless t-shirt in Onyx. It has amazing versatility. It is literally a must-have for a spring wardrobe. They're stretchy, they're flattering. You can dress it up or dress it down, and you don't have to worry about compromising style or comfort. I also have the cotton jersey t-shirt in marble, and it's really just changed the game for me. It's taking the regular t-shirt, it's leveling it up. There's no stretched collars or hems, and it literally fits like a dream. Skims t-shirts are made with innovative technology while always keeping style and comfort in mind. From crop silhouettes to long sleeve layering tees, Skims has something for every fit and everybody. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com now available in sizes extra extra small to 4x if you haven't yet be sure to let them know i sent you after you place your order select podcast in the survey and select you up in the drop down menu that follows summer is just around the corner so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees i wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune luckily i found quince now I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I'm wearing a Quince sweater literally right now. They make the best cashmere sweaters and they're so well-priced. It's like, honestly, my dream store. I also have an amazing down comforter from them. They cut out the middleman and they really just give you these really, really high quality items that last a long time and that they're at an amazing price point. Quince has amazing items like premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, 
timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash UUP for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash UUP to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash UUP. Let's do the email. You ready? Let's do it. So the topic is how to date casually without feeling disrespected or used. And can you have a casual relationship that isn't just about sex? Okay. Um, the, <laughs> the question is already accusatory. Isn't it a little bit like, well, I mean, disrespected I and used are very yeah. strong, negative strong words. Terms. Yes. And in the world of casual, that doesn't say, that's not, you know, I, I, no one should feel disrespected. No one should feel used. But when you say, I want to be casual, but I don't want to have any feelings get hurt. Well, I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> you know, it like, sort of like contradicts each other. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's like saying, how do I have a serious relationship while, you know, taking on no responsibility for anyone else? It's like exactly. they don't really <laughs> mesh. It, it it doesn't mesh, and maybe we should just get straight to the to the question. Yeah. You want All me right. to go? Or are you are you back fully? How's the I don't know. You, you tell, sound good. You tell me. I think it's you can hear it a little bit. It's like a little I, on the edges. I think you sound good, but it's definitely better. I could read it. It's a short one. It's weird. Go My mouth it. gets like more tired from reading. Like because there's like more things in there. Like <laughs> it's got to move around other stuff. You know. I need you better put up a before and after picture of these teeth that is like the best before and after picture of all the like yeah. you got to get payoff on this. Seriously, I better or like it will just be like a weird time in my life for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> uh, hi, J&J. First off, thank you. Thank you for all you do. You guys have seriously helped me own my standards and face some tough realities about what I want. This brings me to my next point, which is that I just got out of a very serious four-year relationship that started in college. I've been in relationships my entire life with very little single time, time, even starting in the beginning of high school. I know I'm ready to and want to, to try out casually dating people, but I'm scared of feeling disrespected and used. The only time I was really single and ready to mingle was in freshman year of college, and I hated it and felt really disrespected and bad about myself. I, I know now at 25 years old that I'm ready to try again and I'm genuinely interested in having casual relationships, but I also want to feel liked, respected, and actually spend time with people, not just pure penetration at 2 a.m. And then they leave and never speak to me again or only call me up as, as the night's last resort. How do I protect myself from that while still being open and getting to know and getting to know, if you know what I mean, different people? Help. Sincerely, casual dating for dummies. So I think it's an interesting question, especially the timeline. Like her last time of being quote unquote casual was freshman year of college and she felt disrespected and she references getting a 2 a.m. text or being someone's last resort, um, which nobody wants to be. I, I would say to her, this is going to change because 
I, I, I'm not saying that those people don't still exist out there, but I think you are different than you were freshman year of college. Like right. you are more willing to say, I'm not going to come over at 2am or you're no, that's not what I'm looking for. Like that, I think right. you're a better buyer these days. You have to trust that. I totally agree. But I, and I also think that like the, the types of people out there are going to be more varied than they were. Let's say freshman year in co- of college when everyone totally. is every guy you encounter is 18 years old and probably like immature and a complete you know what i mean like doesn't have the same <laughs> level of respect for not only women but also probably just like anyone or anything as you would sure. as you get older so i think you're going to be different and the types of people that you're dealing with are going to be a lot more varied and different well the there's part. a lot of 30 year old women listening right now going no they're still out there <laughs> you know, like- <laughs> Some of them are, but like, but there's, there's definitely, there definitely still are some out there, but there's also many that are, I think a wider array. Yeah. 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 I I, I think to like broaden this out from the freshman year to the, you know, now I'm 23 and I'm looking for a casual relationship. She has to admit that not everyone's definition of casual is the same. Like, your definition of casual is different than the guy you're seeing. And to just say, I want casual isn't enough. I think that's like, I think you have to define what that means. And from the definition she's giving here, like this isn't casual to me. Like I, you know, casual to me, this is, would be my, is when you you don't need. What do you think her definition of casual is? To me, her definition of casual is I'd like to date someone with the idea that maybe we'd end up together, but we don't have to. But that's called dating. Like, that's that's not, you know, she's like, I want to get ca- casually dating people, but not just pure penetration. Then they leave, never speak to me again, or only call me as a night's last resort. How do I protect myself while still being open and getting to know? Like, you get to know someone to see if you want to date them more or you want to stay at the exact level that you are at. Right. You know, wherever it is. Like I I I think casual to me is not needing someone. And I'm not saying like anyone who's in a relationship needs the person they're with, but they do depend on them emotionally. Like uh mm-hmm. they depend on them, you know, uh like somewhat, you know, to uh, I guess emotionally dependent on them. Yeah, that that would make sense in a relationship. Right. I think what she's saying is like I want I'm okay with like things that don't lead to a relationship, but I want to, I still want to feel like the person owes me something, some baseline level of like respect or um, I don't know, something like she wants to feel like they still owe her something, which again, I agree makes things less casual by nature because the, the idea of casual is that you don't owe anyone anything really. Yeah. Well, to me, I, I guess then you have to be okay. What she has to understand is that no one is going to look out for her feelings, as as shitty as that sounds. Mm-hmm. So, like, especially people that you're casually seeing. They're not, like, they're going to look out for you, but not in the way that you need to look out for yourself. So you have to look, you have to go... Uh, you have to be okay losing casual people. That's what happens with people in casual stuff. They go... They, they they get afraid of you have to be okay with someone turning you down. That's casual is kind of that. Like 
Are you okay with sleeping with someone that would straight up tell you, I will never be in a serious relationship with you? Right. Like, sometimes people need the illusion of this moving forward to stay in a casual thing. Like the idea that it would become something more. The, the idea that we're still thinking about it. Right. You know, that's some people need that to keep something going. And I don't know how that probably might sound unhealthy to people. They're like, well, I'm living in this lie. But like, sometimes that's what you need to like see, you know, I don't I don't know that. Right. I think again, she uses the words used and disrespected to me. Like, those are words that come with like you have an expectation for something and then sure. the person is on either on a different page or the person knows your expectations and then continues to treat you poorly and then you stay with them. That's how I feel like you would be disrespected. But it's really not yeah, even disrespected I, because it's like you have the choice to leave these situations at any point. I, yeah, I guess I would like if I was in a situation where I met up with someone, got drinks, and then after we slept together uh, and before sleeping together, I said, hey, I'm just letting you know, like, this isn't going to be very serious for me. That's not what I'm looking for right now. But I, and I totally and then they, they they were OK with it. And then the next week I was like, hey, let's hang out again. And then I canceled right. the week before, you know, th- that, you know, the day before we were supposed to hang out and they were like, I feel used and disrespected. I would go. Yeah, I, we we already had this talk that I'm looking for a casual thing, which means that I'd like to get drinks when it's convenient for me. As bad as that sounds, like is right. that well, like I, mean, I would run away from that situation if someone start use those words with me for something that I had spoken to them. Well, imagine, about. but again, these are hard. Imagine the more common situation is that okay, um, you is that you would go out with that guy. He doesn't say anything to you. You sleep together. Sure. And then the next week you're like planning, you have a date planned and then he cancels and he's never said anything. That I guess is maybe where she's like, I'm feeling used and disrespected because you usually casual relationships aren't like prefaced up front. Yeah. Usually yeah, they're, they're prefaced they... after you sl- they sleep. With you. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, it's a good point. So I can see where she's like, how do I avoid those situations where like someone sleeps with me and then they don't call me again and I feel shitty. Right. I think that's You're almost gonna, like her question. Yeah. She, she wants a hypothetical uh, more than reality. Like, I don't know. I can't tell someone how to feel. And also this takes like, again, you have to be okay with your, like this is goes back to like your relationship with sex and being honest with yourself on what that is like there's a lot of guys out there that are like yeah sex is a part of how i get to know somebody and a Mm -hmm. a lot of women are that way too you know i gotta have sex i gotta see what that feels like i gotta see how we are in in an intimate setting you know and then we'll make decisions later on whether i want to like hang out again like if you're in that scenario where the other person's like you know what we had a fun night together but i'm not looking to like go out another day with them how much would that hurt you So, you know, is that going to hurt more than the sex felt good? Right. Because maybe this game isn't for you. That's the one, you know, like not everyone can do casual. I think that's like the biggest part of this. Totally. And I think you can have a phase. It's okay also to like try something out and then not like how it feels and then not do it anymore. 
Like, yeah, you know what I mean? I've done the casual thing or like tried to convince myself that I was like, okay with the casual thing. But then I think the more that I did that, I was like, eh, this doesn't like feel good. I don't like I don't like how I feel after I don't like um, like. I don't you know, it just doesn't feel good to me. And then you learn and you don't do it. it doesn't mean that, like, again, the people that I had these casual things with were evil or like terrible. It's just kind of meant like it could just be the case that like the what 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 they what we were doing worked for them. It didn't work for me and it made me feel bad. So I stopped doing it. And and the problem is what you find out in this like brave new world of like we're all going to be casual. You can meet a lot. You can get along with a lot of people. Right. <laughs> you know, like that's kind of the mirage of casual. It's like you do get along. You're like, why wouldn't we get more serious? And it's like, uh, and, and like the reasons for not are like so minuscule that you're like, it's almost personal to you when it isn't. Give me an example. So like, let's say like, you know, if you're with someone casually, you're having sex, you're going out, you're having a good time. There is that moment where you go, well, why aren't we right. giving this a shot? And the I mean, person looks at you and goes, I don't know. Um, I just don't feel like we're really a match for that kind of a serious relationship or I'm not, you know, like none of the reasons are really that good. Right. That's why, you know, that's like, why being casual usually leads to, again, if you're the person who's more likely to get attached, which I was, I think yeah. it usually, there's usually a loser at the end of the day because you're not getting married and it's usually you. If you're the person who's more likely to get more attached than less. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I you're going to lose in that situation because some people just can remove themselves from the like the emotional right. attachment of that. Like and, and it's just everyone's different. That's why, like the idea of like, should you shouldn't you have sex on a first or second or third day? It's like I, we can't tell you that. I can't tell you how that works into your equation. Right. You know, like I, I, I think you'll flush out more guys more guys if you don't in the first few dates you'll flush out the ones that don't care about that but that doesn't speak to your sexual inclinations and how you make a decision right and that's really the answer it's like you're the only one who knows yourself it sounds like from your past experiences you didn't like that casual style of dating but you kind of want to yeah. be like i think you can still you can date for a non-serious relationship without dating for a casual relationship. Cause that sounds like that's really more like what she wants. Like she wants to date. Yeah. She's not looking to get married next year, but she does want to like meet someone that she's consistently. And I would even venture so far to say as exclusively like with that she can rely on for like yeah. consistent attention, which to me sounds just like a non-serious relationship. Yeah, I, I, wait, it sounds like a non-serious relationship. What do you mean? I'm saying like she's, she still is looking for a relationship. She just wants it to yeah. be like not a serious relationship that's immediately headed to marriage. But what she's describing to me is like a low-key relationship. Yes, absolutely. And I think her first, and for a lot of people that are in this position, your first move is to admit it. Right. Stop, you know, stop trying to be something you're not. You're not casual you know casual Kathy right not gonna be you totally <laughs> fine you can't handle it it's okay that doesn't make you a worse person doesn't make you a better person it just makes you you that's it like I think so many people are trying to be something they're not in dating and it's making them hate fucking dating and 
Like, and when they don't get it from the person they're sitting across the table, they hate that person and they hate all men or they hate, you know, and it's like, no, that's just someone who wants something different than you and can handle something different than you. And that's okay. Right. And that's what you encounter constantly in dating. So if you can't accept that fact and learn to like not do things that don't make you happy or cut your losses with people who aren't working for you, then you're going to wind up hating dating because you're just going to keep doing the same thing over and over again expecting some different result but it's actually like you have the same strategy (laughs) yeah (laughs) i totally agree and i i think a good strategy and if i'm gonna like you know out my own kind is um you have to be better at laughing at people who don't or i i say laughing but being unoffended by people who don't want what you want you have to get better at that like if someone came to my my table and was like uh, if a waiter came to my table with a meal and I looked at it and I was like, that's not my meal, I wouldn't just take it because a waiter brought it. Right. <laughs> you know, like, I'd be like, no, I, I didn't order that. Nope. No, and they would go, oh, my bad. So if someone texts you at 2 a.m., you met at a bar, and then the next time they, they text you is at 2 a.m., believe that's what they want and go, oh, that's not for me. Right. And then just you move brought on. It, you brought it to the, yeah, move on. It's, the, and, and, right. Because the longer you spend trying to, figure out or convince that person that they want that they should want what you want the more time you waste and again like you said like the the tougher dating becomes the more like bitter you become about it sure and and the other thing i'll say she writes something very specific and i'll tell her something very important she writes i know now at 25 years old i'm ready to try again and i'm genuinely interested in having casual relationships guys don't speak that way (laughs) guys don't there's no such thing as a hoe phase for a guy. Like you go hoe phase goes up until engagement. Like that's like, I don't the idea of like, I'm just ready to be single. Like guys say that to, to women what they, when they don't want to be serious, but there's this, there's very way less of this, like calculated, these next six months are going to be the months like the it's, casual months. It's, right. Yeah. These aren't going to, yeah. My casual time when I was being in my hoe, like I don't even like the phrase hoe phase. Cause I don't believe that's the, what anyone should be called, but I'm saying it's just not a thing that you're not going to meet someone who's like, I'm doing this for six months too. You know, like <laughs> you're going to meet guys that I'm are trying to get it all out of my system before I meet yeah, the yeah, one yeah. guys are, yeah, they're hoe phase until they get into a relationship. And then, right all of a sudden it's over again. Like it's, there's no spelled out period. So you're not going to meet someone who is, you know, who's also like, I'm also looking for a girl that I can sleep with, but that will text me back every time I text them. And also like invite me over to watch a movie on some Saturday nights. Like that's what I'm looking for. Yeah. Without consequences, you know, you're going to have consequences. You, you have, this is all emotional. So it's also like a fantasy situation to say, like, I want to be emotionally invested enough in this person that I care how often and how frequently they're texting and contacting me and when they're contacting me, but not so emotionally invested that I um, need to label it a relationship. I don't really think that like, it doesn't exist. It's not like a real place that anyone's at. No, it's it's the type of place that you see in movies. It's it's as unreal as Cinderella. Like it's just not going to work out. Right. 
And even in the movies, then when they try that in like those exact two movies that work the same, like Friends with Benefits and uh, No yeah. Strings Attached, the plot of the movie is always that someone becomes more attached. A- exactly. <laughs> like legitimately. Right. If you're like me and shudder at the thought of low rise jeans and pluck thin eyebrows making a comeback, you're a millennial. And if you're a millennial, it's time to add Clarins multi-active cream to your daily routine. I have to tell you, I'm a huge Clarins fan. I've been using them for years. I love, love, love them. They are such high quality. They're like a legacy brand. My skin always looks better whenever I'm using Clarins products. And it's no different with the Clarins multi-active cream. You've been adulting for a while, so the daily stress of just trying to keep your life together can cause stress aging. Yes, that's a thing. The good news, Europe's number one skincare line has a solution you can trust. Rooted in nature and innovated with science, Clarins has a long legacy of creating industry-first, plant-forward products. Using a skin charger complex made of 2% niacinamide and Sea Holly Bio Extract, Clarins Multi-Active Cream has been clinically proven to target the first visible signs of aging by smoothing lines and wrinkles, refining pores, evening tone and texture, and strengthening the skin's moisture barrier. While Multi-Active Cream can't bring back the golden age of boy bands, it can de-stress your skin. Go to Clarins.com slash UUP and get Multi-Active Day and Night Cream for 10% off, a free welcome gift, plus free shipping on your first order. That's C-L-A-R-I-N-S dot com slash UUP. UUP with promo code UUP, Clarence.com slash UUP with promo code UUP. Nothing gives me naked confidence like really nailing a tough workout. There's a real sense of power that comes from pushing your body to its limits and conquering it like a champ. But a very close second, Lumi Whole Body Deodorant. It's the game-changing whole body deodorant for those who love feeling confident from head to toe. And you up listeners can now receive a special offer. New customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code and link. Use code UUP at LumiDeodorant.com, L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. Making sure that I smell good is like one of my top things to feel confident. If I'm scared that I might be like having an odor, that is going to totally throw off my confidence. So I love Lumi so I can feel confident that I'm smelling fresh every day. Lumi is seriously safe to use anywhere on your body. Yes, anywhere. It's baking soda-free, paraben-free, and pH-balanced for safe use below the belt. Lumi is formulated and powered by mandelic acid to stop odor before it starts. More like a pre-odorant. It's clinically proven to block odor all day and control odor for up to 72 hours. Choose from a variety of bright scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, or toasted coconut. Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice, like mini body wash and deodorant wipes, and free shipping. As a special offer for our listeners, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that equals over 40% off their starter pack. Use code UUP for 15% off your first purchase at lumideodorant.com. That's code UUP at L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. Uh, let's do some awkward sex. You ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. UUP at Betches.com. UUP at Betches.com. Keep sending these in. We love your awkward sex stories. Hey, Jared and Jordana. Thank you for continuing to keep me entertained during this quarantine, helping me cope with the lack of my dating life. Saw you guys, uh, your live show in NYC in November, and I loved it. Anyways, back when I, that feels like it was a thousand years ago reading that. I know. That was like November 2019. Crazy. Wow. Hey, back when I was a sophomore in college, I went out on a Thursday night per usual <laughs> and ended up hooking up with someone on the dance floor very early on in the night. We continued to hook up, went back to my dorm room because I lived in a single. <laughs> I like this. She's like, mighty. I'm not a sophomore loser. I had a single. High and mighty. <laughs> 
We are way we were way too drunk and passed out next to each other in my bed completely naked. That was always funny when you get drunk and then just basically two people just sleeping next to each other like nothing happens just two people that's a casual relationship (laughs) for the the first email (laughs) emailer (laughs) if we're really laying on the definition around 4 a.m i woke up next to him and felt something wet it was him peeing my bed i immediately woke him up and was like what the fuck so before i knew it he ran out of my dorm room completely naked I assumed he was looking for a bathroom, but since I live in a single dorm, there was no public bathroom and every room had a bathroom instead. So I figured that he would just come back to my room after realizing this. Nope. He was gone. I threw my (laughs) sheets in the washing machine and went back to sleep. I just imagine him with like the Flintstone legs like, (laughs) Like, where am I? Where am I going? I woke up in the morning remembering what happened and, and seeing everything he was wearing on my floor. This included all his clothes, his wallet, his phone, his key to his dorm room, etc. He literally left my room at 4 a.m. naked in the middle of January and had to walk across campus to his dorm room. Later that morning, he called me via SOS on his roommate's phone. He came back later in the day to claim his clothing, uh, phone, wallet, etc. He told me he ran out of my (laughs) dorm room and found the garbage room. Oh my! <laughs> he then managed to wrap himself up in garb in a garbage bag he found in the garbage room and ran 15 minutes across campus to his dorm room, and was lucky enough that someone was leaving his building as he was walking in at 4 a.m. in the middle of the January. He brought a dryer sheet to my room when he came to get his stuff, and that was the last time I talked to him. Why would he bring Suck a dryer sheet? For to help with washing her peed sheets. Oh wow! Gentlemanly. What a gentleman. Yeah. <laughs> that is the most college thing. Right. Here, I found, I found this. this dryer sheet in the garbage room for uh, you to wash your sheets. My mom with. put them in a in a uh, Ziploc <laughs> bag for me in case I ever decided I wanted to do laundry, and this seemed like a good opportunity. <laughs> it's how I wash my T-shirt sheets. <laughs> <laughs> Sucked for him that his frat was best friends with my sorority, so I saw him literally every night when we went out. Anyways, this story never fails. What would you name it? So wow. So what do you think of this, Jordana? It's funny. Um, this is a great story. Mm. I guess I can. It's sort of like you. Ha- how drunk you have to be to be like finding yourself in that position of like, I peed on the the peeing on the bed thing. I've heard before. Like, yeah, that's a thing. Totally. Um, but then to leave and to just, I feel like he must have just been so drunk that he was just like, where I have no idea where I am. Just did the first it's, thing he could think of. It's disorienting to wake up from a night of being drunk like that. Right. It's like, the kind of night where it's like, you know, when someone's like, did I do anything embarrassing last night? Sure. Like, this is pretty much like <laughs> the exact thing you wouldn't want to hear it's, when you ask that question. You have to have the right friend. Like, I had a friend that uh, got sober in college, and he was great because... He was a guy that would do stuff like this, so he understood what it felt like to hear the story about being the guy like this. So you need a friend like that. You can't have the friend who always drank one beer to go to. Like, that friend doesn't get it. You need that sober friend that, like, has done themselves some drinking because that, that my friend would always start with, you were great. Even Here's if you had happened. a night like this? Totally. <laughs> Just put you, you were great. You were talking to this person, you were talking to that person. You ran through campus naked. 
it was hilarious. Like they just putting your mind at ease as far as like the understanding that we've all been there is all you really want to hear. Right. When you're explaining, getting the story explained to you. And you want the details of like, when did I leave? How did I get home? Was everyone talking about me after I left? And the answer is yes. This guy. <laughs> yeah, this guy. <laughs> left well, I, naked I ha- in the middle of the night. Um, I have had this happen where I've been with a woman who was like, I woke up while she was peeing. That So is it like a... Is it like they they wake up and they just think they're in the bathroom? I feel like I've heard no, this a couple of times. It's, pee- it's like peeing in your sleep. It's it's wetting the bed. I oh, like, but so- I've wet the bed. I've had the bed. Like I've done this. I've I've wet the bed. I woke up feeling the flow, thinking it was me peeing. But it was and her. then I was like, it when it was her. So I jumped out and I slept on the floor. Okay, and like. It's better when the woman pees the bed because she'll actually like clean the sheets and do all the. <laughs> she'll bring. You know, this guy a dryer sheet. <laughs> yeah, he's a real gentleman. He's good. I, I I think that's like the most hilarious part. Like here you go, like him right. holding it up. Like there was a moment and, when he was like back in his dorm where he was like, "Should I bring the dryer sheet? Should I not? Is that like? <laughs> yeah. Is she going to appreciate that? Is that going to look dumb?" <laughs> yeah, totally. You know what? I got to do it. My mom brought me up right. I got to bring. <laughs> <laughs> the dryer sheet. <laughs> yeah, I, I, the running out when you're naked though is like such a, like such a strong decision. Like I would have gotten outside and been like, no, 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 this isn't right. Or maybe you feel like you're dreaming. There's another, you know, part where you're like, I, you're still in that haze of a sleep, right? Where you want, but like, I'm surprised you wouldn't just try to find his. Usually, I feel like this story ends with someone like just opening a random door and like going to sleep in like whatever room they wind yeah, up in. Yeah, yeah. Um, but this one, I guess, took a different turn. I'm glad he found his way back. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to too. And I, I the, the funny part of her being like, "Suck for him that his frat was best friends with my sorority." So I literally saw him every night we went out. It's like, yeah, he thinks this is funny too. I, I'm I, sure I don't his think friends he's like, do oh, also. My. Yeah. Yeah, his friends like he's like a crazy dude for doing such a thing. It's there's there's different amounts of judgment from your dude friends. Yeah, I would have been like something like this. No snuggle. And just <laughs> left without. He's <laughs> like, what a dick. What what would you call this, Jordana? Um, the dumb truck fuck is my main one. What do you think? I love that. I had a uh, trashy Travis. Okay. Uh, <laughs> pissed off oh that's good and then i have the miracle dryer sheet there you go one dry only bridge the gap i wonder if he would have i wonder if i were her what he would have done if he didn't leave his clothes and all his shit there like would he just never speak to her like is this really when you leave something somewhere that Especially in those, again, super casual relationships such as this, which is like almost like a one night stand. Like if you leave something somewhere, you sort of have to address head on your situation. And like, there's nothing worse than leaving like a soldier behind. And a soldier (laughs) is usually like a phone. There was one time I was out, got super drunk, woke up, um, at someone's place and then i was like i got everything i was like hey nice to meet you and then i realized they lived across the street from my friends 
so <laughs> I was like, so then like went back to my friends and like the whole rest of the day, I was like, hey, hey, neighbor. Like you just want like a day away from them. Right. Yeah. I mean, especially in college when it's like everything's pretty incestuous. But like when you, yeah, if you leave your wallet or your phone somewhere, you kind of like have to be like, you can't just kind of like ignore someone. No, 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 no. You You are. You also have to thank them. Like they are like you're indebted to them. Like getting your phone and wallet back, like from from not having your phone to realizing where it is and finding it. That person is a saint to you for the rest of your life. You're like, hey, can I uh, come pick up my uh, (laughs) wallet? And I'll give you a dryer sheet. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Maddie had some good names for this, too. The streaker, taking out the trash, the garbage man. These all work. Yeah, those are good. Should we do another one? Red flag deal breaker. They pee the bed and leave without their clothing. In college? Let's say it happens now. Like Mike does this? Let's say, Mike, you're on your third day. Well, (laughs) let's say, Mike, and you go out. How mad are you? You go out, you guys get pretty hammered, and then in the middle of the night, somehow he walks out of the apartment completely naked and comes back in. Would you be, like, mortified, or would you be like, how, how would your level of anger be? I mean, are we both really drunk? And this is like, I feel like if we're both both very drunk, if we both had one of those nights, like where it almost like could have been me, I think I'd be Mm. fine. (laughs) If like he was substantially more drunk than I was, that would be like a bad sign. Sure. (laughs) Uh, What about you? Yeah, I, this is redeemable. I think like wetting the bed is like one of those things that like some people just like don't like I had guys that I knew growing up that like that was their thing, like rubber that, sheets. That was like, their thing. <laughs> this is my thing, man. This is, I can't um, help it. Right. Well, that's the kind of thing where it's like when you're in college, it's funny. And then eventually it's like you need to drink less. Yeah. yeah eventually. Like, <laughs> this can't just no, no one like continue. Like that's not like a life that you're going to like kind of have a life with someone who's just like. And this is just my thing, Joanna. Like <laughs> me and the kids. It's gonna be the kids and I. Ever you're dealing with like multiple sheets that are wet. Right. From, like, Eventually, that becomes a like a drinking problem, and your kids have to pick up your husband from like the floor. Let's say your husband once a year. That's his thing. Like he just the one night a year he gets too drunk, and that happens to him. Are you okay with it? Or is, um, it a, is it a problem? Or is if it I can like prep for it or like, it's, <laughs> you know, like I lock the door. Night. <laughs> if if he makes it not my problem, like once a year, he and his friends go out and they just get like totally trashed. Um, mm. And that's just like a thing. They know they do it. It's once a year. Um, if he makes it again, if he makes it not my issue, like if I like, you know what I mean? If I, if he, he eats something and then he cleans it up before I like notice it or like it's not like a lingering thing or like he's not like destroying anything. I think I could probably be okay with it. He comes into bed wearing like a yellow slicker. He's like Berenstein bear just has like the hat and like the rain gear on and you're, you're like, okay, here's the night. It's the night. Yeah. I, one, I think you can handle anything one night a year. What do you think? I think so too. Your wife I'm wants you. to go out with her friends. She's and like, that's the night once she just gets once a year bombed. Yeah. Yeah, I'm down for that. It's fine. I think it's kind of cool, actually. Like, I, I think, like... It's girls' the night. I, <laughs> like, the girls' night that you know. It's like, 
right, this is the one, everybody. Like you're preparing your children. <laughs> right. <laughs> For- and then don't talk to mommy until 4 p.m. the next day. Exactly. You know that feeling when you're going on your first date with the person you've been seriously crushing on and realize you have absolutely nothing to wear? Maybe you find yourself wishing you had the perfect pair of jeans, the one you can fancy up, fancy down, and just look better every time you wear them. Well, that's why you need to check out Lee Denim. I love Lee Denim. I'm wearing them today in the office. I'm wearing their jeans. I love, they also have this other pair that I have at home that I'm really excited to wear. It's like a little baggier, but it's still so comfortable and yet it's still so flattering. I don't know how they do it. Every time you wash it, they also look even better. And I love that they flatter every body type. Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. A classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG, what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right, and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com. That's lee.com to shop spring looks now. When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Let's do another email. UUP at Betches.com. UUP at Betches.com. You want to take it? I'll take it. All right. Jordana, I just got aligners and know the pain. Stay strong. Thanks. <laughs> There's a whole community of racist people that like, I now feel like I'm part of. You're definitely a part of that. I mean, it's also like people want to like better themselves. I get it. Like I understand the idea of like, hey, let's get them now so I don't have to deal with this later in life. I don't want to be, you know, the braces grandma. Yeah, I got so many DMs of people with very similar sentiments. So thank you again. Jared, I went to your live show with my friend and and loved it. This question comes from both of us. (laughs) Okay. Isn't that the best? you, You put on a show and these two girls are like, you know, like what would Jared, you know, like me, like we saw the show together and now we're like, we have a question together for you. I, I, I love it. I, I think it's the, sometimes people are like, um, I know this is weird, but I just want to say, I love the podcast. I'm like, there's nothing weird about that. I, that's the best compliment in the world. We put this out to, for people to right. enjoy. I, I, and everything we do is for someone to enjoy. I think it's the, whenever someone comes to a comedy show and they're miserable, I'm like, I'm doing you the biggest favor of your day. No one else cares about your happiness as much as me right now. So stop being fucking miserable. You know? I'm your mother and your father. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what um, my mom used to say to us when we were young. <laughs> I'm both. I- yeah. <laughs> um. That's a different sad story. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, okay. My friend is a man, straight, 30, and looking for something serious. He uses apps and has been unlucky finding someone for the long term. He noticed many of his matches and subsequent dates are new to the city and often advertise this in their in their profile. We discussed the possibility that newcomers may not be the type of person he's looking for. For example, he has a strong, large network of friends cultivated over nine years in our city. He wants to date someone who has their own social life, which is not always possible for someone new. For his matches, this is exacerbated by the inability to go out and meet people in public, in a pandemic, rather, even for non-romantic connections. Additionally, newcomers seem to have an energy to be open to experiences in a way that doesn't reflect the lifestyle of a multi-year denizen in a city. It can often take a lot of energy to keep up with a tour guide for, for most first-time experiences. Interesting. This is like a research paper. What are your general thoughts slash advice about dating newcomers to a city when you're looking for something serious? Now, let me shoot a hole through everything I said. This is a this is likely projection as I met my friend on a dating app when I was new to Boston five years ago. We didn't work out, but he's one of my best friends here. But if there is some truth to this, how would you advise someone new to a city who, who does want a serious relationship to position themselves on apps? P.S. He's writing you a separate question that came out of a conversation this weekend. <laughs> Thanks for all you do. So, so this is a male-female relationship that she, this is a woman writing in about her guy friend who she met on a dating app when she was new to Boston five years ago. Right. And now they're basically hypothesizing that when you meet someone that's new to a city, it's set up for disaster is really what they're saying, right? She's saying, right. She's saying that because... They don't have their own social life yet. And especially now because it's a pandemic, they can't even meet anyone non-new. So she's saying that that's why they're set up for failure. And and so they have I'll an energy to be open to experience. <laughs> they have an energy to be open to new experiences in a way that doesn't reflect the lifestyle of a multi-year citizen of a city. Okay. And it could take a lot of energy to keep up with being a tour guide. I get that. I don't want to be anyone's tour guide. I agree with that. If someone was new to New York and we went out and they were like, so I got nobody to hang out with tomorrow. I'd be like, good luck being alone. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Like, or uh, what, do you want to go see the Statue of Liberty with me? Fuck no. <laughs> I can see it. Uh, you Google it. <laughs> like. <laughs> yeah, I, I I understand. Here's what I'll start with. Everything is a problem. So like new to a city, here a long time. Like anything <laughs> can be, you know, like right. uh hour away, half hour away, lives too close. You know, totally, uh, totally new to the dating apps. Been on the dating yeah. apps too long. Like, <laughs> these are all issues. Met in a bar. Met in a dating app. Met through a friend. Met through my mom. Like these are all things that someone could take a negative spin on. And I say this like sometimes at comedy shows, I'll be like, "How did you two meet?" And the two will like look at the floor bashfully and be like, "On the internet." And I'm like, "Yeah, cool. people meet yeah. everywhere." You know, like you know, like every situation has happened. 
So that's why you meet a lot of people that are like, well, my husband and I met on a dating app and it worked out perfectly. And you're like, yeah, it can happen in any way. Your situation doesn't mean anything to the next situation. So the idea that like new to the app is um, definitely heading for failure. No, I don't agree with that. New to the city, new to the app, anything. Yeah. Yeah. New to the city, new to the city. I think it can just as likely lead to success as it does to the issues that she's claiming here. These are all totally. issues that you would have with someone if you didn't really want to date them anyway. Like if they weren't this really is the problem, right? The bill. Here's the problem with new to the city is built in excuse. If you want to stay away from built in excuses, you could build them in no matter what, but new to the city is the easiest one. Hey, I just got here. Like, I, I kind of thought this email was going to go in a different direction of like a woman writing in and being like, hey, I meet these guys who are new to the city and then it doesn't work, work out because they're not looking for anything serious because they just got here. Right. And that happens a lot. That happens um, more commonly than I think them like trying to make you take them to every tourist attraction. In New York. Totally. And I think because this is a, she's asking on behalf of her male friend where he's like, these women have moved here and then I become somewhat of a social crutch for them. That feels, I guess that I, I've never been in that situation before, but I can understand how that happens. Right. It feels a bit gendered, I would say. Like, I don't. A little bit. I can't. I've never heard of a woman being dating someone who you know, it was new to the city and she's like, he just wants, he, you know, he doesn't have any friends of his own. He just wants to hang out with yeah. me all the time. It's like, <laughs> I don't hear that yeah. much. I can understand. Is that a fear for many guys? Just the general fear that like someone that they're dating doesn't have enough of their own life that they like want too much of their time or their. Or, That's the general unquote, fear. Clingy. Is that you, yeah. I, I clingy is a tough word because I, I, I don't want to like, I don't think it, but I do think, that these guys are worried about like, oh, I'm your only option, which is a narcissism, ego-filled thing. Like, she's going to be fine in the new city without you tour guiding, like, without you showing her where, like, the brother Jimmy's is. You know, like, I... I right. So, like, I... I do think that you want someone to have, like... You want someone to have their own thing going on. And I think that's kind of like a new-ish kind of like, you know, feeling, you know, vibe from dudes where it's like, I just don't want to be the only, like, again, like when the you only start good thing in you really, your life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Well, when you start dating someone you really like, you do spend a lot of time together because you want to, but you also want someone to go, yeah, uh, like you want to be introduced to their world. Like you want to like get introduced to their whole backstory. Oh, I got these three friends from here. These two friends from here. These people are great because of this. My work people. Oh, they're this and that. Like, I think that's a more interesting, fun introduction to someone than I'm here. Right. I'm new. Show me some stuff. So if someone did move to a new city, how would you recommend them like avoiding this problem of like not having their own life yet because they don't have their own life yet go in the city. The, this is the toughest thing to do because i know we'd all roll our eyes at this person go to facebook go to instagram go to twitter hey moving to this city does anyone know some cool people there some right. cool people there and that is like and and family and friends i mean not just social media but like 
family like family and friends hey move to boston do you know anybody in that city like that's cool and fun like i'm looking for people to go out with like be totally honest uh, about that that's what i would do like going on a dating app I, and I do understand going on a dating app is like the easiest solution to your problem of like, I don't know anyone in the city, but it becomes, you know, like it, it, now you're on dating app to kind of meet friends too, which none of the other people are there for that. Right. I think it can be like a weird situation because inevitably you would have this problem because if you're only on a dating app, then like you really are, unless you're like, there are some people who are like super independent. And like, mm-hmm. you know, go to museums and explore things and do things on their own and meet people easily and do that kind of thing. Um, but I think I don't know if I want to say most people. I'm not like that. Like, yeah. Uh, so I, I could see if I moved to a new city and I didn't know anyone going on a dating app and just sort of expecting that that would be like my world, <laughs> which would be bad. <laughs> yeah, I, I I do think that this guy's looking way too into it, though. Like, I think if he met the right person, it wouldn't matter. Like, mm-hmm. if you met the right person, you'd go, oh, you're from Minnesota? Like, what goes on there? You know? Right. Like, who, who do you know there? Like, you would be interested in... that. No one comes in with no life. Like, that's crazy. And you would understand that, like, if they lived here for three years and had no life, that would be probably more of a red flag. But if they just moved totally. here, I don't think anyone would be like, gross, she doesn't have any friends yet. Or, like... Um, you know, she wants to like see the city. Like <laughs> I I <laughs> who wants to do that? Yeah, you'd probably be like, oh, it's kind of cool. Like I remember at the beginning of the pandemic, my brother was like, I he was like calling me out. He's like, I'm not doing the FaceTime dates, those fucking suck. And I'm like, Well, you would if you found the right person. Then he ended up meeting someone and they're together. Like Do they have a FaceTime date? So like Yeah. There you so go. <laughs> it's like, you know, it works out, you know, like a lot of these things become the easy you know, pull in case of emergency thing. Right. Everyone's like too cool for something until they meet someone that they're not too cool for. Exactly. And, and I think what you said before is like a, a worse thing to me is like, Oh, you've been here three years. Who are your friends? And they're like, I actually am in the biggest fight with my old friends. And I just met these two people in my spin class. And now we're best friends. I'd be like, what, <laughs> what, what the fuck? What? How do you have a fallout with people like that? That you don't have any. Where are your high school friends then? You know, like I would be like, where? You right, know, the that's friends. the red what? flag. If like they're already, the- if they if they have established themselves in the city and still have few healthy connections. Yeah, they they've established themselves as a villain in their own city. Yeah, that's a bad sign. Yeah, agreed. Uh, let's play a new game, right? Yeah, it's our new game. UUP at Betches.com. What, what, what are we calling this? We're calling this new game, What Would J&J Say? Um, and it's Love not it. the Johnson Johnson vaccine, again, for the <laughs> people in the back. Um, <laughs> what would J&J say? We're going to read some um, texts, and we're going to respond about how we would have answered or texted this person as opposed to the way that the, the submitter on Instagram did them and you can email these to us at uup at com, or you can dm them to us at uapod on instagram to submit yours but should we get into it i feel like it'll be easier to explain once we do it yeah let's get into it you want to give a backstory to this one 
Yeah. So a little context. Again, these are not like full length emails. We're just getting like a general sense of what's going on. The backstory is is her ex-boyfriend. They talked about getting back together. He says he does see us progressing back into a relationship, but seemed hesitant when I asked to hang. So I asked. And then a couple emojis, which I don't. How would you describe these emojis? Um, It's her given a hair flip i don't I don't really know how to describe it. it's a sat to me it's a sassy when she's taking her hand and putting up bobbing the hair a little bit i feel like there's like few things more awkward than trying to describe what's going on in an emoji <laughs> right <laughs> well yeah i <laughs> we're looking here it looks like her hands flipped in, a, in an effort to say i you know i don't really care or sorry not sorry yeah. like <laughs> I, I I'm trying to relate it to the the sentence, but seemed hesitant when I asked to hang, so I asked. Like I imagine her being like, "So I asked," you know, right. like with her head <laughs> bobbing up and down around. in an effort to yell at you. Uh, all right, so we'll read the text. I'll be her. So so you be her. I'll be him. So this is an ex who's coming back in the picture. Says he says they're progressing back towards a relationship, but seems hesitant. So she asked. Okay. All right. Hi. I wanted to get some things off my chest and voice how I'm feeling. It's leaving me a little uneasy that our situation has gotten a bit stagnant. And as you know, I said I wasn't too keen to be communicating if it wasn't going to eventually progress into more. I tried to hang out with you and it seems like you're hesitant and I'm not really sure why, which is also making me feel a bit nervous that you're not being honest with me. I know these things take time, but I just wanted to ask why there has been some hesitation. Hey there. <laughs> hey there. Like when hey someone there. says hey there, you know they've taken a while to respond. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's also like she asked it pretty straight up and he's like, okay, I got to buy some time. Hey there. <laughs> it's like a filler word. Like while I'm thinking, let me just write that. Yeah. Hey there. And then I've sent this text before when you're just trying to think of putting your words together because he writes, hey there, I'm not ignoring this. So he doesn't want to seem like he's ghosting, which means which again, I he's waited quite a bit. Yeah. Right. <laughs> hey there, I'm not ignoring this. Currently still working and have to get out, get all our annual performance reviews in by a midnight tonight. We'll circle back tomorrow. <laughs> wow. This was a very like a uh, work e worky email sounding thing. Like I'll have those yeah, reports to you back. by. <laughs> Let's hop on a call. Also, <laughs> well, it is at 10.20 p.m. Hey there, I'm not ignoring this. Still currently still working and have to get all our annual performance reviews in by midnight tonight. We'll circle back tomorrow. So I guess the timing kind of helps him. But Well, okay. I actually, I do, as much as we're making fun of him, I do appreciate someone being like, hey, I read this. Like, I want to answer sure. in a way that isn't just like a quick, like instinctive rebuttal or something stupid like i want to take a minute to think about this before i answer so i think that that totally i do think agree. it's fine the circle back thing is a little weird but <laughs> yeah, to speak to someone that has uh put your dick in their mouth with circle back <laughs> is right is just a little a little a little uh yeah uh, you've taken a step back but i i i will i agree with you it's nice to just acknowledge read this and she's asking for a very important like she's asking, Hey, are we heading towards getting back together? Like, it's not just a, 
it's right. not like a not it's not a, like a a small question. So right, I, and if I, he is like knee deep in work, I can see why he's like I can't do this at this moment. Fine, and you have to give everyone the benefit of the doubt, especially in this situation. At least once, yes. No worries. I know your ass is busy. Good luck with all those reviews. Emoji that I'm not going to describe because it would make me feel too awkward. It's the awkward face emoji. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, and then he writes back, "Hope they fire me." Oh, now he's in joke town. Okay, so that was yesterday at eleven twenty, like eleven ish, ten, eleven p.m. Okay, and then, so now we get to, yeah, today at ten p.m. That, that that's too long. No. Yeah, that's like twenty four hours later. That's a that's a bit long. I would say, I would understand like a six p.m. text. It's like okay, he's working the next day. Sure, but I also would say. If you're so worried about getting back together with your ex, like people who want to get back together with an ex and are desperate to get back and feel like they've made the biggest mistake of their life, don't wait 24 hours to like give you an answer That's on what a good they're point. thinking with the relationship. Yeah, because they want to make it work. It's like if you were trying to close on a house, you wouldn't like wait two days to like see if someone responded to your offer. Absolutely. So he writes, still working. So we're supposed to believe... That from midnight last night until 10 p.m., he's still <laughs> chugging away. Like, I don't buy that. Right. That's fair. It's still working. But anyways, I'm not hesitating to hang out or hiding anything from you here. My concern then is the same as it is. My concern then is the same as it is now, which is that you feel like I'm somehow leading you on if things don't go where you want them to go. Okay. Now, Jordano, what do you think? Do you think she made any mistake? I mean, what do you think of what he's saying right now with that text? I think what he's saying is like, I don't know if I want to get back together. And I don't want you to think that we definitely are because it puts pressure on me. And... Mm that's why I'm still not trying to commit to getting back together with you. Yeah, I I agree with you. I want to be fucking like we were before you wanted this to be more serious. That's right. what he's saying. I want to be fucking like we were before, <laughs> before we got more serious and then it became too much for me to handle and I don't want to get in trouble for when you want it to get to be more again. Right. And I probably won't want it to be more serious. So I don't want you to I'm hesitating to hang out because I don't want you to get the idea that it's on when like it probably won't be. Yeah. And he says it in the worst way you could ever say it. I'm I'm somehow leading you on if things don't go where you want them to go. The She wants them to go to a relationship with us both. So like... <laughs> He's being a dick in that response. Like, yeah, I just don't want to get in trouble if um, I don't want to be in a relationship like you want to be, you know? Right. Like, yeah, it's a selfish move because he's like, I, um, I'm i kind of leaving you hanging, which is making you feel anxious because I don't really want to like deal with having to tell you that this is probably not going to be a thing. And But because you really know what you want, um, my best mm. defense is to just kind of like answer you less or ask you to hang out less absolutely so now if we get to the game here of what would, what would we j and j say 
what would you say to that? And then I want to go back to what would you have said with her initial text? Because I think her initial text set her up for failure. Really? Okay. Well, let's pretend I'm her and I sent the initial text like that, which knowing myself when I was single, if I had the nerve to send it, that's probably what I would have sent. So (laughs) (laughs) no, there's no, no shade, so to speak on her for her text, because it's an understandable one to send, but it's the, to me, it's, not going to get you it's going to get you this answer it's great it's like it's asking for a big unless the person is like very mature and ready and very good at communicating where they would answer you differently but he's he's taking the option here to be big uh Mm -hmm. so i mean if this were the case and i were the healthiest version of myself and i was really owning my standards and again like again i think i under i'm saying that because i understand how hard it is to be in that place totally. and to um to get to that point but let's say i am this this version that that you and i believe she can be i would say um okay i understand you are not you don't really n- know where you see this going i'm looking for a really i want to be in a relationship right now it seems like we're on different pages i think we should probably just cut our losses and move on yeah, uh, I would. I, I I think both of us have the same advice to her. She needs to move on from this. He's not going to be the guy. I would say, I hear what you're saying. I want a relationship. I want a relationship with someone that wants to go out and get to know each other better. Currently, that's not happening. So I need for us to stop talking because it brings me to a place that I uh, emotionally that I don't want to be. What if he was like, I'm willing to hang out in response to that? That's not how I want to be asked to hang out. That makes me unattracted to you. Like I, I would be like, I'm not. I. She has to at some point she has to be less attracted to him. Hey, I think we should get back together. Oh, my God. I'm so happy you said that. Let me know when we can go on a date. Oh, I don't really. Well, we'll see. Well, at, at that point, you have to go. Right. I'm not really into this. Right. Anymore. It's not fun at that point. Or like I would imagine it wouldn't be. No, you're begging him to like, like she is so caught up on. He has been good before. So I need him to be good again. And she's not talking about how to get there, how to get there. And she's kind of asking for that. She's being like, you're distant. We haven't really, I asked you to hang out and you didn't do that. She wants a hangout. Like relationships don't happen without hangouts. So it's like A, B, C, D. So she wants to get the D. So like, hey, all I'm asking for is time together. You're not giving that. I'm not going to text with you every single day because that hurts me emotionally. Good luck with everything. That's what you would have said in your original text? Oh, the original, if we're going back, she ends it with, but I just want to ask why there has been some hesitation. No, no, no. You're not her as therapist. Hey, I, I want to see where this can go. In order to do that, we need to go on a date. Let me know when that's happening. If you can't make a plan, I'm going to have to stop talking to you. Yeah. I mean, that's a tough text to send, but I can, um, 
I agree. That would be a great move. It's very bold. People are scared to send those kinds of texts because it's like, oh, then I'm just going to like I'm giving I if the answer is one I don't like, then I'm lonely. Sure. But I'm saying you're not getting like like what relationship is happening without someone being able to go out for drinks? Yeah. Like, like, no, like I if mean, we think of it like, I agree. Mathematically. I mean, you have to, part of like being able to do these things is seeing the bigger picture. Like, you have to ask for that to, to see the bigger picture and also to, to the idea of like, okay, it feels good to have this person's attention, kind of, and it feels yeah. better than nothing, which maybe I had before we were talking. Right. Mm. But the big picture is if I keep doing this like half good thing, then I'm never going to meet someone who can give me a really good thing. Absolutely. And 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 this guy, you know, they had the old relationship, so there's trust there. You guys have been physical together. You know, you know, there's a, a whole other element of that, of like, we're good together in bed. You know, mm-hmm. like, that's even playing a part of this, of like, I can't, you know, how hard is it to find a guy that I match, you know, physically with? I already know that, you know, like, all of it's built in already, so it's easier. And all plus the half good feeling of hearing from someone who you know does like you a little bit at least. Right. Yeah. And then you have to kind of like sacrifice temporary, like semi comfort in order to get into, in order to move on from something and get to something that feels really good most of the time. Sure. And, and I would say your example in the beginning is like the perfect one. Think of yourself like a house. You know, like if 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 a buyer came to you and was like, nah, and then they got another chance to close on you and then they came back to the house because they're like, oh, it's open again. Yeah. I can close on it. They would fucking rush to close on it. Right. And if they didn't, like you would guy, be like, stop wasting my time. There are other buyers who like are actually serious about this house. Totally. Because this guy seems like he saw the house. He lived in it for a while. He was like, ah, I'm going to move out. And then he moved out. And then he's like, is it still around? Right. Oh, it is? Put it on hold. Yeah, this isn't a fucking Macy's. You can't do that. Agreed. We Listen, did it. I think uh, we did it again. Send in yours. What would J&J say? I think this is a good segment. I, I think this is good. I like it. I like it. We'll try to get to them in a quickish pace so that you only respond to one <laughs> to the person a couple of weeks later, but it'll be a, it'll yeah. be a really well-crafted response. So, Hey, hold on. I'm waiting on J and J to tape an episode. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll get back to you Wednesday. I'll circle back on this Wednesday at midnight. <laughs> We're here every Wednesday and Sunday. Keep spreading the word on the podcast and we'll be back next episode. Bye. You Up is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales Pico. Editing by Sean Kilby. Social media by Maddie Paul. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow at You Up Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And send us your emails to youup at betches.com. Thank you to our sponsor, Netflix. Bridgerton is back. And dearest gentle readers, you will not want to miss this chapter. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Will these friends defy expectations to find true love? And will Penelope's secret identity as Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? You shall have to watch and see. Watch part one of Bridgerton only on Netflix, May 16th. Betches.